Hello. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Hi, honey, I'm David. And yes, this is the first part of the two-part finale of Transformers Robots in Disguise. Yay! Well, yeah, it, it, it is kind of yay that we're getting to the end of another series. That, how many series have we done now? Uh, let's see, Beast Wars, Beast Machines, um, animated, animated, Prime, uh, Prime, this, and we are not finished Rescue Bots yet. No. So it's... Wait, <laughs> I stopped counting. Was that five? Uh, that's five, yes. Oh, wait, uh, yeah, five. Rescue bots will be done in another season, and we skipped over. Well, we shortened a few series to yeah, one. Yes, we, uh, we fast forwarded through most of uh, the other robots in disguise and the Unicron trilogy. Yeah, the anime stuff. I don't know, man. Unicron trilogy podcast could be fun. Oh God, I, th- I think no, we all that's, go insane. That's a lie. It would. It would not be fun. <laughs> would be i have uh, occasionally come across it on on pluto tv and it's just i like when i have it muted and it seems like maybe it actually just fr- like the stream froze for several <laughs> seconds but it was actually just not animated oh, oh is there an audio glitch oh no the entire dialogue in the scene is uh It could be fun in parts, but doing an entire season of 50-some episodes in a row may not. I mean, listen. God, it was so many episodes. I think maybe we could survive Armada, but once we got to Energon, we'd just all die. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I wouldn't want to do Energon. There are chunks of Cybertron I like, but there's also a lot of, well, this concept was not done as well as it should have been, mainly Speed Planet. That's the entire Armada cartoon for me. I had so many great fan canon ideas about Armada that did not do anything. (laughs) Oh, mine are all about Cybertron. Yeah. So anyway, this season has been plotted like a Cyberverse season. Except (laughs) an actual Cyberverse season would have ended with this episode. And then the next episode would be like the beginning of the next season. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we it it is the finale. We are wrapping things up in a hurry. Oh yeah, we well, are honest, getting right to it. This episode ending kind of feels like it could be a Beast Wars or Beast Machines ending season finale. Yeah, it does. Which is is a good thing for the in, in favor of this episode. Yeah, it, it is an excellent. Our heroes are totally boned. Uh, Cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> Did we get renewed for another season? We don't know yet. <laughs> Have fun with that. Yeah, so this is the 25th episode of Season 3 of Robots in Disguise, Enemy of My Enemy. And uh, given that we are kind of running low on enemies on this show, I think we all know who this is going to be. <laughs> yep. As it is the enemy of our sexy enemy. <laughs> <laughs> He's bringing sexy back. So this is uh, this first aired November 4th, 2017. Uh, we're almost at the six-year anniversary of this, which is horrifying. Wow. I'm going to blow away in the wind now. <laughs> yeah, there have been so many things I've discovered recently that were like from before 2019, like just before. It was like, wow, it's over five years old and stuff. What the fuck? 
Anyway, this is this is by Adam Beechin, who is very much the premiere and finale guy. Mm. He was like the like the showrunner. Fair, fair. And uh, we open, and everything is going wrong. Everything is breaking <laughs> in the scrapyard. But the automatic guns are going. All the off. CRTs are <laughs> static, and they got enough CRTs here to do the set dressing for the Loki series. Got those. They've got uh, uh, the microwave is malfunctioning, and so is the terrifying clown statue? Question mark. <laughs> oh God, clowns are back! There are reports of wild clowns appearing in towns again. Thanks to the uh, the Monster Don group on Mastodon, which has become Mastoween for, for the season. Uh, I, I have recently been converted to a Killer Clowns from Outer Space appreciator. Wait, had you never seen it before? I had never se- I was aware of it, but I hadn't. Ac- I mean, as someone who used to work in a used bookstore and deal with VHS tapes, I was aware of it, but I had not actually seen it previously. Wow, that that, that had to be a treat. That's that's one of my favorite it's, movies I saw way too many times in the 90s on, like, Up All was, Night or something. It was amazing. Yes. See, I don't know. Maybe maybe Denny's just a big, real big fan of Poltergeist or something? <laughs> maybe. Possibly. So he just has a... a I mean... It's probably like the roller coaster. He probably just found it cheap and had to have it. <laughs> but it, apparently, it is not something that is that they have done. Shockingly, even Grimlock isn't at fault this time. <laughs> it is instead the uh, the the weird uh, cloaking device of the gigantic ship that's about to land on them. Yeah. They also, are- we get a hell of a cold open there because you've got this out of control part of the security system that's like shooting its way towards fix it and and then we get opening credits it's a regular day of the machines around here yeah but no, indeed, and this this is not just any spaceship. It is, of course, Prime Force One. Hmm. Also, the fact that the stuff in the cold open was not really necessary in any way, except that you had to establish mortal peril to open the show, was extremely Rescue Bots. <laughs> yes. And I think if anything is going to continue from Rescue Bots to the rest of the franchise, it should be that. Hmm. Yes. So indeed, Optimus Prime is aboard this thing, and so is basically every other Autobot character we've seen on the show. Uh, I forget, had we established... I know that we were aware, but had the show established previously that his ship is called Prime Force One? I'm not sure if it had Because I hate that name a lot. Yeah, I don't know. We we read it on the wiki, but yeah, I don't... Maybe, Maybe the first time it showed up? But definitely a little here like they, they got a shout-out here. They do actually name it, and it's a terrible name. I hate it. <laughs> but can't you can't you totally see Office Prime doing the uh the like Harrison Ford Air Force One thing? <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah, that would be kind of fun, but 
Well, but but it's like the Prime Force is on Prime Force One because it's a whole team and they need a team. We have the B team and Prime Force. Yes. I guess. Which admittedly sounds like a subtitle for a season of some Transformers show, The Prime Force. Yeah, I was going to say, or Prime Force might be like an image comic from 1994. Probably. Probably. Oh, so so Prime crosses over with Force Works? Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess it would have to be uh, from the Ultraverse. I was going to say Prime just gets like a whole group of buddies that are all like, (laughs) they're all just different versions of Cable. I mean, yeah. If it wasn't Force Works, well, they, they did have like a there was like a like a lady Prime who was like Elvin or something. There Elvin was. Wow, I didn't get nearly far enough into that continuity for that. I never read any of this. <laughs> Sorry, I, uh, I think, did I read? I know I knew way too much about them. But I, I watched sure the did cartoon, slap. which is a solid <laughs> candidate for ending up on this show eventually. Wow. <laughs> Oh, yes. I, I sure did slap a lot of dollar stickers on back issues at the used bookstore, though. Those were probably overvalued. <laughs> yeah, those <laughs> might have ended up in the 10 for a dollar bags. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah, back, um, back in the era when they would have, like, 30 different covers for a first issue of a comic book. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's today. That's now. I, I know it still happens. It's, it's weird. I hate it. Hmm. So of course we got Optimus Prime still uh, still Peter Cullen in it up. Yes, uh, we've got Drift. Last seen a few episodes ago, he's uh, not so thrilled to be reunited with Grimlock. Grimlock <laughs> is very excited to see his teamy though. Yes. yes. Windblade, uh, he who is back to flirt with both Strongarm and Sideswipe. <laughs> yes, <laughs> bisexual icon Windblade. <laughs> Uh, we've got Ratchet, who remains Jeffrey Combs. He sure does. Yeah. And does indeed get a get an I needed that in this episode. He does. Yes. Oh shoot! I didn't even note that. I have to. How far do I have for to uh, for Mastoween last week? We did uh, the Reanimator, and Ooh. Uh, <laughs> yes, perfect timing. It was it was distressing. <laughs> I mean, I had actually seen that one before. And what would the note have even read, Dan? Cat dead details later? <laughs> yeah, there was foreshadowing of that before it, it, it even came up in, in the movie as we were watching along. Nice talking heads poster. Oh. And and much discussion of, oh, the original uh, Lovecraft story is pretty good. Don't read chapter, I think it was three. Yeah, except for that one section. <laughs> Do yeah. not read that I mean, one section. That section isn't bad, except for the part where it's real bad. Except for being incredibly profoundly racist in all of its descriptions. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Uh, Anyway, I I did suggest some uh, H.P. Lovecraft stories that manage not to go there. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, Jazz, who we have not seen since all the way back in early season one. Yeah, oh, wow. I'm impressed ago? that he rated coming back for this, but I'm glad he did. Yeah. Uh, same voice actor and everything. Yeah. Ooh, good. They had a little extra budget for voice cast, and they decided to use it. Yeah. So it turns out that the everything going screwball was the result of Ratchet's cut-rate cloaking device, but he, it's not his fault because he is a doctor, not an inventor. Which, again, is not 
a thing that was necessary to happen at all, except that they needed some mortal peril to start the episode. So, come on. Yes. Yeah, it's, it, it is weird that, like, but they say he made it, but he is an inventor. But I guess he just tweaked an existing thing or something. Well, I, well he's not a good inventor. Yes. Hmm. He's no wheeljack. He's no mad scientist. Oh, wait. There is definitely... Even, this, even the wheeljack that he knows is not, like, a great inventor or anything. He's mostly a guy who cuts things with swords. Yeah, that's a yeah, good that's... point. I miss having a mad inventor Autobot. I mean, mad scientist Decepticon still happens, but... G1, mad, well, mad we'll inventor. Get, we'll we'll get to Earth Spark eventually. Oh, dear. Uh, and apparently Jazz and Bulkhead are like old pals. Yeah, it makes sense. I guess he was a wrecker. Ooh. Everyone was a wrecker in Prime. A wrecker adjacent? Oh, and there's mention of a triage shield, or is that just what he's calling the force That's field? what he's called the cloaking device, I think. That's a weird name for it. That That's odd triage. Yes. So, yeah, he uh, he's finally going to explain what he's been doing the whole season. That is that he needs them for Cybertron's liberation. Dun, dun, dun. Because it seems that right after Transformers Prime, uh, a new Autobot High Council came into power, and they were uh, very isolationist. And they also kept, uh, you know, they, they they basically disavowed Optimus Prime, blaming him for everything that happened to Cybertron. And so everybody who worked with him got disavowed. and Which is why, way back in the first episode, Bumblebee had such a crummy job. Yeah. Yes, this... This does explain Bumblebee's crummy job, but then also here they have to hand wave that there was a statue of Optimus Prime and say that, well, they made a statue of him at first, but then they disavowed him. Yeah. So then that statue yes. that Bumblebee knocked over in the first episode has an excuse to have existed. But it has an excuse to why we didn't put it back up. But then he has a crummy job. Yes. Yes. And uh, we, we get, like, a bunch of little file cards for everybody here. We see pretty much everybody from Prime. So many G1 guys with and new designs, like Inferno and Grapple and loads of people. Uh, well, there's also Rodimus in there. Uh, I think pretty much every, yeah, like, like Wheelie's in there. And also, oh, notably, uh, all of the rescue bots are oh. in there. Aww. Oh, no. Yay. So, yeah, they're blacklisted once they get back to Cybertron, oh, too. Oh, that's sad. That is very sad. They won't know what they did. Chase, don't tell Chase. No one tell Chase. He wouldn't know how to deal with it. <laughs> uh, also, apparently, weirdly, there's also a, a guy named Tune-Up in here. Tune-Up? Who was apparently, like, the prototype version of Fix-It. Mm -hmm. Tune-Up, huh. And also notable, a couple of the guys in here, like Alpha Trion and Cliff Jumper, are dead. So they're blacklisted oh, and dead. That's that's extra. I mean, you never can tell. Hmm. Like people come back. I mean, I guess no one in this series has come back. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess Optimus Prime. Yeah, he he went uh, into the realm of the primes and came back. I mean, he was already dead when the show started, and then he stopped being dead. <laughs> yes. So, you know, listen, if these guys come back from the dead, they do not hire them. Hair <laughs> persona non grata. I mean, if Cliffjumper comes back from the dead, he'd probably just be a zombie again. Uh, do not hire this zombie. <laughs> no. 
do not hire this zombie. And anyway, so not only are these guys up to no good with uh, the whole, uh, you know, blacklisting our heroes, they are also mind-controlling the population. Which is not okay. But to be fair, they also all have very stylish black and blue color schemes. Yeah. Yes. Which I am a fan of. The, the good aesthetics. Bad fascism, good mm-hmm. aesthetics. Well, you, the black and blue is very very common in, in cool fascist regimes. Just look at uh, Zeta Gundam and the Titan Gundam color, or the Titan's colors on the Gundam Mark II. Oh, wait, is this Gundam we're involving politics That's and giant robots? That's not real life. I know. <laughs> but this, this is very much liberate Cybertron from politics. I, I will say the whole mind control thing sort of blunts the. Uh, yeah, that's kind of weird. The the sort of message of this, you know, because you know, you do have these sort of sinister rulers who are, uh, you know, manipulating the populace, but they're literally manipulating them by mind controlling them, and it's kind of. But the, the mind control yeah. feels like it's a recent thing. Mm. Yeah, they were okay with it up to this point because now they are going to be. They are now planning to invade Earth. Well, yes, because they were elected to, to keep Cybertron out of other people's business and not fuck with other planets, and now the plan is uh-huh. fuck with other planets. <laughs> it's like, that That sounds... That's politics, all right. It's like, we say one thing, do something completely different. So now, indeed, cut to the Cybertronian... The, uh, the Cybertronian High Council. Yes. And the leader, who's not named in this episode, probably because it gives away immediately that he's a bad guy... No, don't they say his name? Somebody says it, I do they swear. Say, like, oh, oh, I think they I do say it. I thought Cyberwarp did. I think somebody addresses oh my him. God, okay, Come anyway, on. Uh, he is Cyclonus, so surprise, yeah. bad guy. Yes. They do mention Cyclonus's name. Also, Cyberwarp is not a great name. No, that, well, it's a good name, but it's a very... Wow, that's a Decepticon name. <laughs> it's a very generic name. Kinda. I don't care for it. Well, yeah, it it's, oh my it's god, like, guys. Oh, we, we somehow lost the license to Skywarp <laughs> feeling. So, uh, Cyclonus is voiced by Harry Lennox, who is one of those guys who's kind of in everything. Yes, he was one of the... Well, at first I thought, it's like, is that Tony Todd trying to do a higher-pitched voice? And I was like, oh no, Harry Lennox, yes, that's another guy who shows up in a lot of things. Uh, he was on that show, The Blacklist. He's on like 200 episodes of that. Blacklist. Oh. And if you're a fan of the uh, the uh, Zack Snyder DC movies, he is also uh. the guy who was supposed to be the Martian Manhunter, but is oh, I don't know if he ever actually got to be the Martian Manhunter. Oh no, I don't. Th- I don't think the Martian Manhunter showed up in those things. I, don't well, I mean, think. he's the guy who's the guy like, I didn't lost the last supposed week. to be the Martian Manhunter. Good casting. But I don't want to watch any more of those movies. Nice. And uh, he is speaking to Cyberwarp, uh, voiced by Brooke Goldner. I, Yay, we get someone who's not Constant Zimmer. Yeah, I, I don't know if I want to throw the word uh, Nepo Baby around. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. I'll do it. But, uh, well, do you remember who the CEO of Hasbro was at the time? Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Uh, that was Brian Goldner. Yes. Uh, who is the f- the the late Brian Goldner? Well, that's right. Who is the uh, who is indeed the father of Brooke Goldner here? Who has been in various other Hasbro things? She's on like My Little Pony and Littlest Pet Shop. That's uh, that's sus. P- 
pound puppies, and apparently Clue, mm. a movie mystery adventure. What? What? You can't just do Is that. It a Clue movie? Was it a TV movie or some nonsense? It was like a it was like a TV movie that aired on the Hub or something. Okay, that sort of makes was sense. Was like teenage sleuths or something? Okay. This sounds like it does not uh, acknowledge the full cinematic contribution that is Clue. Hmm. Uh, you see, this this movie was just a red herring. Yes, <laughs> yes, it was. And, and uh, not and. Appearing in this episode, but not saying anything, are Skyjack, hmm. uh, Treadshock, and Riot Gear. That's a that's a mix. Don't, don't, this feels like third tier GI Joe names. Treadshot, uh, Action Master, wasn't it? Or Treadshock. Oh, Treadshot was it? Treadshock is. I don't I think there's only one Treadshock, as far as I know. Yeah, it's just, just These are very fascist names. So I guess good job with communicating <laughs> yes. the fascists. Yeah. Maybe we should have figured that out, uh, population of Cy- Cybertron. Yeah, people mm. don't pay attention to politics. <laughs> well, don't blame me. I voted for Ryan here. <laughs> <laughs> don't blame me. I voted for Jackboot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, so, you know, he is very, you know, Cyclonus is the leader of this group. He is very gung-ho about the whole invading Earth thing. And, uh, you know, Cyberwarp, she's having some doubts because, you know, she's, you know, do, does this have to involve hurting innocent people? At which point does. he is all, uh, well, it doesn't have to. It's just a bonus. <laughs> Maybe you're working for the bad guys, honey. In case you were wondering if he was a bad guy. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, so, you know, Prime, you know, he he wants to go stop this invasion, but he is too famous and popular. So he is going to have to stay behind. So is he that to be popular less famous, which, if they've got him on the, like, bad guy list? That seems like maybe you're not popular. Well, maybe not, fam- maybe not popular, but famous. Okay. He's too well known. I'm too cool and famous to be... Uh, to be on this mission, I must send you, my loser, my loser subordinates. <laughs> fair, fair. But no, no, no. The, the problem is, well, Bumblebee people back is, on Cybertron have heard of, but well, yeah, Bumblebee is famous. Yeah, Bumblebee is too famous, so it is time to once more unleash the Browning. <laughs> yeah, oh god, when he's, when he's mentioning like the camouflage and stuff, it's like, oh, we're going to get a new color scheme of Bumblebee. No, it's freaking brown again. Why brown bee? <laughs> The cam- Our the, least favorite the color camo would have been much more of a disguise. This yes. just looks he's like he's being seen through a dust cloud. <laughs> or even do do the thing that all the toys do: invert the yellow and the black. Yes, we, there was a couple toys to be in this line. I think that were that color scheme. I think so. It's like everything else, but but it doesn't happen on the show ever. Uh, <laughs> especially since that's one of my favorite color schemes a bee ever gets. Too bad. You're getting brown. You're gonna like it. <laughs> no. Welcome to Brown Town. Population U. <laughs> Population B. 
So yeah, he he browns up, and uh, it's time to head off. So while the so while the uh, while the prime force stays behind and handles the potential invasion, the B team is going to go to Cybertron aboard Prime Force One plus Drift because we're getting the band back together. And if you know anything about the toys that were introduced in this episode, you can see why they're bringing Drift as well. Yes. <laughs> Do they need him to form the sword? They might need him to form the sword. Oh boy. It's exciting. <laughs> Sorry, I am I am occupying my hands by uh trying to transform flame and hot jazz. So <laughs> Flame and Hot Oh, the Doritos jazz. Yes. And also we get a brief mention of how we, you will remember the Prime got here last time via Space Bridge, but he's all, ah, uh, our Space Bridge broke. <laughs> yeah, th- <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm, I don't know why that, that involves anything like, but oh, we made made our ship go faster so they can get there quicker, because I guess the the Cybertron is within a couple light years. We or could nonsense. try that, but... Like, uh... Sure. Yeah, I don't know why. Why just say well, it's wonky and you have to drop out far from Cybertron to sneak in because you can't warp in or some nonsense. Saying it's broken just feels. Mm-hmm. There's so many things in this show, especially this last season, where it's so ridiculously convenient that something happens so the plot can happen. And and this instance is like, it doesn't even need to happen for the plot to happen. They're just going to Cybertron. Yeah. Uh. So they're they're en route to Cybertron, but oh, somebody has stowed away. Is it knockout? And perhaps could it be the titular <laughs> enemy of our enemy? <sighs> it's close. It's close to knockout. We do indeed have a very sexy stowaway, <laughs> and it is Steeljaw. He didn't bring Yay! any money and to it- pay you, but uh, he can find a way. I, I really did not expect to see him again at all. There is no reason to see him again, but I'm glad he's here because he is the knockout. <laughs> and it appears that for once he is wholly sincere because he's all, listen, I want to rule Earth. That's not going to help me. And, you know, I would rather not see them take it over because I want to take ah, it over. Yeah. Which a, a logic makes sense, but it also feels really weird for him. Like, to be this magnanimous and it's like, I want to help solve the problem so I can take over Earth. And I'm sneaking upon the ship of the guys who captured everyone else I know and have tried to work for me. Like, from Steeljaw's point of view, it's, it's like, this is the dumbest idea possible, but I guess he he's does, that low. He does seem less interested in murdering Bumblebee than he has been so far this yeah. season. Yeah. I mean, that can come later. He's got stuff to do. Hmm. Also, it's, like, it's been a while since he, hmm? he knows how to prioritize. It, it's been a while since we've seen like Steeljaw next to Bumblebee, and I don't remember quite seeing him next to everyone else all at the same time. It's like, man, he's big. I didn't realize like how guy. big. I mean, I knew he was taller than Bumblebee, but not that much taller. But he is that much taller. And so B is all, uh, yeah, no, uh, we should instead put you in an energy cage and also gag you. Yeah, lock him up tight. <laughs> the, uh, the gagging him part seems especially wise, but also cruel. 
Well, but it's not that cruel because it's just a patch they stick on his shoulder. It's not a literal gag they stuff in this dog's mouth. But still, <laughs> he needs that. He needs that talking. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's that's what he's best at. Sonics and convincing people. It's like at the end of Avengers when they have to gag Loki. <laughs> yes. Yes, it should have been like that. So we're, we're back on Earth. We, uh, Optimus Prime and his uh, and Prime Force have found one last electronics part where, electronic parts warehouse that is wholly unmanned. <laughs> Got one more automated facility for the road here, buddy. Why? Yeah, it's like, why does no one work? It's like an work? abandoned Best Buy. Why? Why does no one work on this planet? That's very weird. I mean, I guess maybe they just have enough Cybertronian technology that it's a post-scarcity society. Maybe. I mean, considering what happens to it, it makes sense. But it would have been funnier if, like, oh, there's an abandoned facility, and that's one where it's like, oh, no, it's not. There's actual people here. (laughs) Like, that would have been a funny gag. But I guess the problem is that all the people who remain are probably, like, total crap at hiding. Yeah, it's an unmanned facility, but there is a uh, a tour group that day, and it's like an elementary school field trip, or like a safety inspection or something. Just something where they would have to distract them as a gag. That wow, these automated facilities usually are empty, except for this one. Huh? <laughs> yeah, we, we barely even see uh, Denny and Russell in this episode. Not a lot of humans. Yeah, no. Outside of the cold open, do we see them like once everybody else shows up? I don't think we do. Weird. Yeah. I hope we get to at least see them one more time mm. at the end. Hopefully. Say goodbye. Yes. So they, they see a Cybertronian stealth craft uh, zip out of there, and they find that they have left behind their to-do list. Yeah. <laughs> Conveniently. It's always nice when they leave behind the grocery list. And it does be, they're trying to build a gigantic space bridge through which they can send the entire invasion force. That's a uh, that's a pretty big space bridge. So back on Prime Force One, uh, Sideswipe is pro letting Steeljaw go. Strongarm is con letting Steeljaw. Wow, what a surprise! Go because he is, of course, he is a known fellow. Drift points out that he and his mini cons were also once felons. And Grimlock, too. And Grimlock just has this great grin on his face. Like, yeah, I was a felon. Yeah. It's a good expression. But sure enough, they are pretty quickly get... They pretty quickly get uh, attacked by drone defenses after their uh, cloak gets knocked out by satellites. And most of the team is then incapacitated by... Class by... Uh, a bunch of exploding consoles. They, they really should not have bought their spare parts from Starfleet. No. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of exploding and smoke that goes on in the control room. Or bridge, I guess, where everything is. Like the classic Starfleet construction. Yep. I know, but like the sparks and stuff, but there's just so much smoke. From what? You really shouldn't have your your communications electronic smoking like that. It's, it's when, when was the last time Prime dusted the bridge? Are they full of transistors? Like, uh, what's going on? Lots of sand? Drift, you must fetch me a can of compressed air. <laughs> Jazz, have you been clipping your fingernail <laughs> by this uh, control panel? Oh, somebody maybe was buffing in there. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. 
Anyway, so unfortunately, there are, this means that there are not enough people to man the stations. Not all. So uh, they need to. They need to let Steel Jaw out. Oh no! Well, lucky for them, he let himself out. Yeah. Well, yes. Fortunately, it very much felt like it felt like a thing we were going to see happen in the background, but it just it's kind of happened off panel. It's like, yeah, I got myself out. Of course. Yep. Yeah. Fortunately, again, he has decided to deprioritize murdering B mm. uh, in order to help them with the ship. That's you know. He needs to remain intact for himself to also survive. <laughs> and it turns out he's a great shot. Hmm. Great shot, kid. One in a million. I mean, he probably sits around Earth all day playing video games. <laughs> so, and, you know, and Steeljaw's all this. And, hey, now do you trust that I'm on your mm-hmm. side and you'll let me go? But he's like, well, you know, you could have just been acting out of self-interest. Aren't we all Bumblebee? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Steeljaw. Uh, Steeljaw has 100% been watching those X-Men movies. Yes. <laughs> I'm a bit of a Magneto myself. <laughs> you should have killed me when you had the chance, Bumblebee. <laughs> he would totally see himself as Magneto. But indeed, Bumblebee does just, like, beat him up and put him back in his cage. Yeah, well, he locks him up with the cuffs again because he got him off a strong arm was laying on the floor unconscious. And then kicks him in the head. That seems a little excessive abuse of a prisoner of war. Time for some more police brutality. Yeah, but B, that's like... Weren't we just talking about this, Bumblebee? Come on. Yes. Yes, last episode when they were arrested by cops and beaten up. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, oh, although this is the guy who also tried to cloud out his eyeballs earlier. Yeah, it's a little yes, personal. Yes, but that was a couple weeks ago. It's personal. <laughs> don't, don't get personal, B. He's not acting in his capacity as an officer of the law. He is asking no. and acting in a personal capacity. Yeah. If he kicked him before putting the cuffs on, eh, maybe, but it's after he put the cuffs on. Anyway, um, when they're getting attacked by the drones, uh, B has the heaviest curse I think we've had heard in this series. Double scrud. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. The rare double scrud. <laughs> yes. Which is a robot curse that's growing on me. So we're back. So back on Earth, Ratchet and Jazz. They figured out that oh, uh, all that space bridging and ground bridging we've done since uh, we since uh, you know the Autobots got here has actually left like a bunch of space bridge particles in the air? Question mark. Hmm. So anyway, this big space bridge that they've built, they can indeed harness these space bridge particles in the air, and then you know generate a huge portal to Earth, sending the Decepticon invaders, or the Cybertronian invaders, through. That was kind of a neat idea, that, that all the ground bridging that has been happening throughout the entire series has been spreading particles all over the planet, making it m- much easier to build a space bridge there. A big one. Yeah. Oops. Womp womp. And meanwhile, uh, it turns out that that signal they followed was, in fact, a device that was just meant to send a signal, and is connected to a huge bomb. Someone set them up the bomb. And then we get like an Autobots huge explosion. Like it's the like it's the end of a MacGruber segment on Saturday Night Live. (laughs) This guy's a friggin' genius. MacGruber (laughs) And uh so yeah, so uh so they're all dead. Yep. That's it. That's the end of Optimus Prime and Windblade and whoever else was in this group. Mm-hmm. The end. R.I.P. So meanwhile, 
uh, you know, the uh, Prime Force One has got through these drones. It touches down on Cybertron near the High Council's uh, headquarters. And steals a little like, come on, this is, you got... I know how to get in here, and also, when I was here, I conveniently heard them talking about how there was a break-in, that means you drift, and they have now upgraded their security, so you won't get in a second time. So, good job. Good job, Drift. Steel Jaw's a jerk. But he's a sexy jerk. Yep, and so, probably is just fine... So, the, so the, they're now in Kaon Plaza, and uh, there's just apparently Cyberwarp just, uh, you know, spreading anti-Optimus Prime propaganda on, like, an endless loop here, and everyone's cool with it. It seems like maybe you would be better just, like, not mentioning Optimus Prime instead of constantly reminding everyone about him, but I don't know. I'm not a fascist. I don't know how <laughs> fascism works. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I can appreciate the, uh... Oh, my God! Butter! <laughs> Fuck off! Oh, my God. He just toppled out of my lap and tried to correct that with all of his claws into my thigh. Oh, dear. So. Okay. I, I think right. you're kind of trying to go over some sort of Beast Machines aesthetics here, which I kind of appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, because there's more uniform forms of robot. Very Viacani, kind of, without going full drone army. Everyone just has more standardized body forms and approved color schemes that are very muted and evil-looking. And I appreciate that we just get, like, a bunch of rando Cybertronians walking around here. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice when we get some extra uh, models. And also a bunch of high council troopers who want to see your papers. <laughs> and then they totally racially profile Grimlock. Oh man, they, yes. he gets dino profiled. Ah, oh, it's not right. You can't just see a dino bot and be like, "Oh, we got to run a face scan on this dino bot because he's a dino bot." It's wrong. It's not right. It's racial profiling. Oh. And then, so indeed, and it is their own fault for just having him like under a tarp. Yeah, yeah like that's worked so well so far. It feels like either they should have just brought Bulkhead or somebody else instead, but oh, I have to have to reform the combiner later. But then it should—it it feels weird that they get caught because of that. It's like, oh, Dinobots, there should be more Dinobots as enforcers on this fascist Cybertron. Mm. Swinging around Mace Club Tails or something. But I guess they have to be, get caught somehow. It would, it would have been better if, like, Sideswipe fucks up. As he does, frequently. Yeah. Because almost immediately, they are indeed surrounded by a zillion troopers. I appreciate, like, how many guys they're just surrounding them. They've got, like, aircraft and, like, these sort of big ground vehicles. Yeah. Yeah, again, very Viacani. So, uh, yeah, they are boned, and that is the end of the episode. <gasps> oh, no. <gasps> the season finale, series finale of Beast Machines. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, ba-dum, bum, ba-dum, bum, bum, ba-dum, bum, ba-dum, bum. Warm. I, warmer. I'm getting the feel. These last two Fuck. episodes, I think, should have been a three-parter instead of a two-parter. Yeah, I can see getting another part in here. I mean, you do always risk having that sort of sloppy middle uh, part. Yeah, all of this just really does feel like it needed to be drawn out a lot more. Yeah, you could have ended like the first episode. There could have been a little bit more before they leave, and like the getting trapped. 
or, or getting attacked by drones all over Cybertron. Could have been the end of the first episode. And then there's and more I- wandering around on Cybertron in the second episode. It's like, oh, wow, this place is fascist. And then they get trapped at the end of the episode of here. And it would have been cooler if maybe we'd seen these High Council guys a little before this. Yes! It, it, yeah. Like, not Cyclonus. Maybe one of them with a not creepy name. I guess Cyberwarp is the least this, weird. This needed to be seeded into the season a little better than I this. I mean, they've been mentioning them, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, but... That just shows like, you that they were aware of it. They just weren't, like, doing much. Yeah. Like, maybe if, um, I don't know, if they got, like, a transmission about how Strong Arm's ex-girlfriend had escaped, like, could you catch her or something? Yeah. Just anything, any sign of the council before this, mm. other than just mention of their name. It, it's, it's a sloppy season. It's not a bad yeah. season. It's just, no. as a whole, it doesn't fit together as well as a lot of other ones do. It's okay, mm. we'll get to Cyberverse and you'll see what true chaos feels like. Oh yeah, oh god. <sighs> I've seen two episodes and, and yeah. Well, maybe it'll be better than I thought. I mean, the first episode I, and only episode <laughs> I saw of Rescue Bots was the singing episode and I hated that. But I love that show. But I, I'm guessing, like, Cyberverse isn't quite like that. Alright. So, uh, so yeah, we, we will, of course, be back with next the next part next time. But uh, before then, it's time for David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yay! This time on 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 5, man! Fake sibling teachers! Oh, no. Uh, uh, well, stepsister? No, fake, not step. Did, fake siblings. Did Ted Cruz Google this episode? Is kind of like I guess step siblings are fake siblings, kind of. Yeah. Oh wow! If that category of porn is fake siblings, would be a better, funnier title. Anyway, um, the 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 main characters of Five Man are five siblings who are teachers. But in this, there five teachers have come from Tokyo to teach at a small rural school that has trouble keeping teachers there because you're in the middle of nowhere, I guess. And the students are happy because we have these they five keep, sibling teachers that they are famous. keep trying to ban books about people having two dads. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> uh, anyway, but, but it turns out these five teachers are not the five siblings we know. They're different actors, but in the same outfits, like the matching neon green jacket and, and black stripey shirt that, that uh, black and yellow usually wear. Uh, and, and they also have magic, maybe? Question mark. But it turns out it's Chevalier and the rest of the generals of the bad guys disguised as people, which threw me off because other than uh, Garoa, we haven't seen those actors outside of their costumes and makeup on their face. So it was like weird to see them as just people. <laughs> Especially, like, Chevalier has a horrible bowl cut. It's really bad haircut on that dude. It's like, in the costume, he looks really handsome, but with that bowl cut, it's like, you look so doofy, dude. Nobody looks handsome in a bowl cut. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, uh, the monster of the week is a poisonous ammonite that 
they used to conquer various planets in the past. And he had come to Earth earlier than they did in a UFO that crashed apparently decades or centuries ago, and it's buried underneath the, what is now the school, which is why they're working there, to dig under the school to find an ancient UFO with a monster of the week in it. As you do. As you do. Yes, and, and and Gorilla has a mustache, and he's pretending to be the Red Ranger and goofing around with the kids, and it's chasing a rabbit. It's kind of cute, stupid, dumb stuff of them acting as teachers while they're just... It's a cover for an evil plot. But um, the Black Ranger wanders into town and, and bumps into his doppelganger or something and, and follows the kids back to the school and finds out all about this while trying to track down the teachers and basically trips his way into activating the secret door into the basement with the UFO. <laughs> it just falls down the stairs. And while he's fighting the, the generic mooks in the basement... To cover all the noise in the basin, the generals pretending to be teachers start singing a song loudly and stomping on the floor to the song, <laughs> so the children don't notice this. Sure. And then when they're done with the song, let's go outside. Let's not be here. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, there'd been enough digging underground that the ammonite monster comes out of his little UFO, and, and then we have a, um, a quarter mass movie happen. <laughs> No, it's giant, not a giant cricket. It, it's a big ammonite shell, and the arms, well, one's sort of like a tentacle, the other one is a hand sock puppet, hand puppet thing. Sure. So it doesn't have a face, it just has a hand. <laughs> like like it's a little snake, it's weird, but cute. Um, the fake teachers, now that the monster's out, they have no reason to be there, so they run the fuck away, and all the children are sad, because... They made promises to stay here and be our teachers forever, but one little kid can't handle that and runs after them. And, and then the Black Ranger has to go save the kid. Nonsense. Meanwhile, the Ammonite alien got into one of the, the bad guy's little UFO mook ships that flies around, and the Red Ranger's actually using his vehicle, whatever it's called. It's a red jet that combines to become the head, and it He's actually using it to fight off the, the alien ships and blow them up and make the Ammonites one crash. It's like, well, that's cool. We haven't seen those since, like, doing anything other than just combining since, like, episode five. So that was neat. And Chevy, of course, breaks his promise to this child. It's like, oh, no, no, I will stay with you forever. I'm going to kidnap you and use you as a human shield. So I will be with you for the rest of your life. But that may be very short life. Oh, no. But then the, the rangers save the kid, save the day, beat up the monster. Monster grow. Wait, did the monster grow big? Wait, did the monster not grow big? What? Did, wait, did the, the wait? I have to check the wiki. I, That's the most important part. I watched it last night. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not sure. Uh, you can't just not have the monster grow big. Do, do edit this part out. I am not. What's sure. even the point of living? I don't, uh, I don't think it did. Shit. Because uh, th there's a thing that does happen at the end of the episode, which is different, but the wiki does not help. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I should have paid more attention to the end of the episode. Maybe the monster didn't grow big. I don't think it did. However, last episode, the Blue Ranger got a new armor 
that he got the power up before Red did. The Tector armor, I think they call it. And all the Rangers, at the end of the episode, get that and beat the crap out of the monster. And Red, like, turns himself into a... Well, like how Blue was shot out of a cannon through the monster last week. Like, Red somehow propels himself through the monster the weekend it blows up. The end. Yeah, there the was end. no giant robot fight. Sorry, Jen. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Doesn't happen every episode. Well, they have a new power-up that really defeats the monster. And Boring. It, it was it was a packed episode, and, and they didn't have time to grow. And <sighs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the end of the episode. Alright, so that does it for us for this week. We'll be back with more Transformers. Well, with one final episode of Transformers Robots in Disguise uh, next week. Oh man, it's going to be sad. We said to see it go. It's okay. I'll think of fix it every time my autocorrect on my phone keeps changing things to things that were not what I was trying to say. <laughs> and I have to change it back. Because that's what that makes me think of. Uh, but of course, you can find us all over the internet. Before, until then, we are on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We are on Mastodon. We have a Discord. And we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. And for the month of October, because it's spooky season, we always like to do something fun and spooky. So the Patreon special will be about the episode of Extreme Ghostbusters, where they fight something that claims to be the Jersey Devil. And I'm sure David is going to have lots and lots and lots of exciting opinions about that. So this is... Yes, there, there will be commentary. It's, it's going to be fun. Uh, we figure at this point we did an episode of the real Ghostbusters. Uh, we're doing extreme Ghostbusters. So maybe next October we're going to have to do Filmation Ghostbusters. Uh, stay tuned for that. Or we could just do another regular Ghostbusters episode? No! We could. We could do a Sam Hain episode. I'm going to see if I can find that VHS tape I have of Filmation Ghostbusters from when I worked at the used bookstore. I mean, I guess there's probably a good episode. But wait, but if we keep doing that, we're going to have to do the original Ghostbusters that the Filmation Ghostbusters is based on. I guess so. <laughs> and I don't want to, because we'd have to find that. <laughs> I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Probably on archive.org at this point. Probably. Mm. Anyway, it's going to be fun. All right. So until next time, Luis, when we say farewell to our Robots of Disguise cast with Freedom Fighters, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Freedom Fighters fighting for freedom on Cybertron. I did it.